0: Welcome, everyone, to the L7C Podcast. You had, We gotta have the weekly Buckeye episode, and today we have the captain, Byron Mitchell. How you doing today, sir? Uh, I'm doing
1: good. I'm ready to talk
0: about these Buckeyes. Speaking of the Buckeyes, we're, we're halfway through the season now. 4-0? Oh? Four, yep, 4-0. Four oh, the fourth wind did not come easy at all, and I know you have your notes ready to talk about that so let's just dive right into this uh ohio state was playing indiana this past saturday it was the big new kickoff game on fox it was the number three team in the country at the time it gets number nine or ten number nine number nine in the country so top 10 matchup we've been watching indiana very closely ever since they thrashed that team up north they got some players. Byron already alluded to were four zero, but that did not come easy. Byron, tell us about this game, man.
1: So we started off pretty quickly. It was two plays. Um, I think both were to Garrett Wilson. Mm-hmm. Um, touchdown, easy. We're like, all right, run to roll Indiana. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they came back. I think they scored a field goal or tied it up. I can't remember. Um, but as a then the next drive. Justin Fields threw an errant pass and an mm-hmm. interception, and that kind of gave Indiana some momentum. Um, so, like, the next couple drives were just not looking good for Ohio State. It was just... Uh, it was just a, a bad game. Now, it wasn't a bad game, but it wasn't our best game. Um, We did have some highlights, like Fields, he had 18 for 30 for 300 yards. Two touchdowns, he did have three interceptions. Three. Two of those interceptions were bad passes, like he should have either thrown it out of bounds or just took the sack, but he tried to make something work, and it just it just wasn't working. Um, I did like our run game. Master Teague had mm-hmm. 18 rushes for 169 yards, two touchdowns. Um, fields, he did have uh, 78 yards and a touchdown. Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave just looked Great again, 169 yards for two touchdowns for Garrett Wilson, and then Chris Olavia had 101 yards. Um, so, our offense, even though fields are struggling, our run game stepped it up, um, and we just looked, our run game looked very fantastic yesterday. This is what I've been waiting for all season, just that. Because our passing games look good, and our run game is, is there as well.
0: Yeah, and I just want to go over this quarter by quarter breakdown. Um, Ohio State, the first quarter, they were only up 7-0. And then the second quarter, Indiana scored a touchdown. But Ohio State scored 21 points in the second quarter, so we thought we were going to run away with it. And people also, the spread on this game in Vegas, they had like Ohio State covering um, 20 points, which I thought was crazy, but that's Vegas. And then Indiana and Ohio State both scored 14 points in the third quarter, but then in the fourth quarter, Indiana scored 14 points. We didn't score a point. And, I mean, the final score came to be 42-35 Ohio State, and there were chances in the fourth quarter. I thought Indiana was going to go down the field and tie the game. What was your panic level in the fourth quarter when they cut it to a one-score game?
1: Oh, I I was panicking because, again, Fields wasn't looking that great. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if he was going to throw a a fourth interception. Um, Indiana's that passing game, was just torching us. Um, Mm -hmm. Their quarterback, Michael Penix, said, Twenty-seven for fifty-one, mm-hmm. four hundred
0: ninety-one yards, yep. and five touchdowns, one pick, one pick. Which the pick probably saved us the game because it was a pick six. Pick six for uh, Sean Wade took it to the house. Who he's so. been getting torched this year.
1: Yes. So heads up play to him. Thank you, Sean Wade, for that. Um, and their uh, number one wide receiver, Fry hmm two
0: hundred
1: eighteen yards and three touchdowns
0: on seven receptions.
1: That's insane.
0: Average thirty-one yards a reception. <laughs> And even if you go down the list from him, uh, Marshall, he had four catches, 89 yards. That's an average of 22 yards a catch. Ellis had four catches for 86. That's an average of 21.5 a catch. Yeah, and they're rushing. They rushed. They had a point where they were rushing for negative yards in the game, but their yeah. passing attack was ridiculous. And if you would have told me that an Ohio State defense would let an Indiana quarterback throw for basically 500 yards, five touchdowns, and one receiver has three of those touchdowns for 218 yards. I would call you crazy.
1: Yeah, especially the way our defense has been playing this year. Mm -hmm. We've just been good on all fronts. I don't understand why this game. Like, give credit to where, credit to Indiana played a fantastic game. Oh, yeah. Respect to them. Um, but it just our pass defense was embarrassed yesterday that
0: and it's crazy too cuz we won the game and Indiana lost but then if you watch the post game and Indiana's coach giving his speech in the locker room uh-huh. it feels like we lost the game just yeah. because we were in there was a legit chance we could have lost that game if we didn't get the stop if we, who knows what would have happened if we didn't get that pick 6 earlier in the game but it feel like And maybe it's the standard of Ohio State that we just beat a top-ten team by a touchdown, and we're sad because it feels like we lost the game, even though we won. But down in the SEC, Alabama would have a close game against Ole Miss, and everyone would be talking about how good Ole Miss is. But Uh since we just had a close game with Indiana, which I personally don't think Indiana should have dropped in the rankings. I think they dropped to 12. I think they should have stayed because they proved that – They're They're legit, but it's weird the standard here in Columbus, Ohio, of what we deem as an acceptable win. So I want to talk about Justin for a second. Justin Fields, uh, you were watching the game, you were critical of him because he he's never thrown this many interceptions. I think in his college career, and then he said
1: yesterday he had a total of three for his college career and then he threw three in one game yesterday. Three
0: in one game and I'm some, they were some bad bad passes. What did you think was going on with him? Because that was very uncharacteristic of him throwing those picks.
1: I think after that first pick, I think he just got out of rhythm mm-hmm. and he just couldn't shake it because um, normally he doesn't miss that many passes and throws that many interceptions like His first game, he was nearly perfect. Like most of the games, he's been nearly perfect just yesterday. I think after that first interception, it rattled him, and then he tried to make plays um, because I guess he was putting pressure on himself, maybe trying to prove himself that he Mm -hmm. deserves the Heisman or Mm -hmm. trying to make plays because Indiana was torching us. But he just didn't look like his normal Justin Field self. And you brought up the Heisman.
0: Florida's quarterback was killing it. They're putting him on the Heisman watch. Uh-huh. Uh, Alabama, I think they won like 63-3. to three. So, Mac Jones is climbing up the thing. Trevor Lawrence didn't play because that game was postponed. And if you saw Dabo Sweeney, he recently just said that game wasn't postponed because of coronavirus. That was the excuse because FSU didn't want to get smoked by Clemson. So, you know, Dabo's saying Dabo things. So... What does this three pick game do to Justman's Heisman candidacy? Because I thought he was becoming the front runner after these first three games, but a three pick game is that ain't good.
1: It's not good. I think it takes his Heisman stock down a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, not the same, again, not saying that Indiana's bad, but you just don't expect that against mm-hmm. Indiana to your front runner for the Heisman to throw three interceptions in one game. Um, so if he wants to get back in that Heisman race and you know get back to the top three, I, he's just gonna have to play lights out for the last four games.
0: Yeah, because I'm seeing a lot of push for this Florida quarterback, and obviously Mac Jones and Trevor Lawrence. So I, I feel like also if we would have lost that game, he would have been out. Yeah, because they would have been pointing at the three picks for the reason that we lost that game, and his Heisman candidacy would have been it would have been over, which would have stinked, but now we are 4-0 and and that's going to be the toughest game we play yes until we're hoping the goal's is the playoffs until the playoffs the uh college football play committee just said recently that there's not going to be like a number of games you have to play for them to be considered since we've only played four games and there's some teams who've played eight nine close to ten games already yep. and i know that was a fear of ours if that the other big 10 schools don't get it together and they get covid and we get canceled all the way through and then we're stuck at 4 and 0 but then we have like a 10 and 1 Clemson and a 10 and 1 Northern Dame and an undefeated Alabama and a one loss Florida and we're only at 4 and 0 and we were, con- were and that's a concern about who they're going to put in the playoffs what they said Nate, there's we're just going to take the four best teams So that is good, and they are coming out with their first rankings actually on Tuesday. So where do you? So who's your top four teams right now in the country, and what do you think the committee is going to pick?
1: For me, top four, I would probably say Clemson. Mm -hmm. This is not in order, so Clemson, Mm -hmm. Alabama, Mm -hmm. Notre Dame, because they beat Clemson, Mm and then
0: Ohio State.
1: Ohio State. What I think the committee is going to. Pick, I think they'll put Alabama first, yeah. then Notre Dame, yeah. us, and then Clemson.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I agree with your top four, and now they're gonna do it with Ohio uh, with Alabama in one, uh, Notre Dame two, Ohio State three, Clemson four. Me personally, I, I at the end of it, I wanted that we play Clemson first. That's the only team I I honestly don't care about. Well, unless we get to the national, I, I want Clemson. I, I that's want that's Clemson. this whole year for me personally is getting to Clemson. I know the players over there; they've been talking about it. So, but then I'm also can, but then the next two teams out, I, I think it'd be Florida, and then that team down south, Cincinnati, Cincinnati, Cincinnati. They're in the top six. I believe so. And they have not lost the game. They're they're looking good. They're playing some good football
1: under the guise of Luke Fickle.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: So I wouldn't be surprised if they were five or six when the rankings come out.
0: Mm-hmm. And then there's also, now that the Pac-12 has had two weeks, now I think they have Oregon in the top 10.
1: Oregon, I think, was 11. So yeah. it, I know they won yesterday, so they could have bumped up to the 10 because... Mm-hmm. Indiana lost at 9 and then Wisconsin lost at 10. So, I think Oregon either is 9 or 10.
0: So, now Pac-12 is getting involved. Me personally, I don't think they have no shot of getting in. Just I me mean, once Clemson lost, that took the fourth spot. Yeah. Cuz I don't think Clemson's going to unless Clemson loses again, then we're going to have some real chaos. Which
1: but, they
0: could which which they could if they lose to Northern Dame in the um ACC Championship game. But at the time of this, Notre Dame still has to play, or did they play? They still have to play North Carolina in the ACC, and North Carolina is a sneaky team, mm-hmm. so they could they could catch them if they have played. If they played, I don't think they played yesterday.
1: Notre Dame had a bye week.
0: Yesterday. Yeah, and I think they have North and they have North Carolina coming up, and North Carolina could really mess some things up because then if they beat Notre Dame, that's a one loss Notre Dame and a one-loss Clemson meeting in the ACC championship game. That means one of them having two losses, and whoever has two losses, that team is out. But there's a lot of different things. I do think it's going to take two losses from somebody to get Cincinnati in. Yes.
1: I think, as we said this earlier in the season, if we lose, I don't, I don't think we're going to be in the playoffs. No. So either it takes a two loss team or a one loss us for Cincinnati to
0: mm-hmm.
1: Well so, then you have to have Florida lose too.
0: So Yeah, if they're undefeated and I think Florida will lose to Alabama in the SEC Championship game. Now Florida ends there's the thing too. If Florida ends up beating Alabama the way things are now, then we have a real problem. Yes. Cuz then you have a one loss Alabama who lost in the SEC Championship game. Because the SEC champ is automatically in no matter what.
1: No matter what.
0: And that's usually how it's been. They've been in automatically the ACC champ. A- ACC champs, but automatic. Big Ten most of the time, but we did get in that year when we did win the Big Ten because we only had State one did. loss. So those are the situations that, as a Buckeye fan, you always have to think about because you don't want to leave any. You don't want these situations. You just want everyone to stay course. You go undefeated. You get in, and once you get in, it's anybody's ball game to win the championship. And I I want to talk about the Big Ten. We've had some cancellations. And since the season started, our commissioner Kevin Warren has been nowhere. MIA. A- MIA. The Pac 12 just started and they've already come out and said, Hey, if someone cancels a game and you're wanting to reschedule, as long as that team follows Pac twelve COVID guidelines and they come to your place. You can play them, and the Big Ten is still yet to change that rule. And I'm kind of getting ner- and I was nervous that we were going to have a point where OSU only played like five games because everyone else kept canceling on them, and we didn't get in because we didn't play a certain amount of games until the College fi- Football Committee shut that down. I-, I just think Kevin Warren's been dropping it from the start to now. He's just been dropping the ball, and I don't know what they're doing. What do you think?
1: Kevin Warren, I'm not going to say he's my least favorite person, but he's... <laughs> Leaves a bad taste in my mouth mm-hmm. because of the whole starting and not starting the Big Ten. We would
0: have been we would have been almost done with the season if we would have started with the original schedule.
1: Yep, we'd have been playing Michigan this weekend. Mm-hmm. But like you said, he's. I think he's just been dropping the ball. Like I get, I get. You want to have you know strict COVID restrictions. You know, want to protect players, mm-hmm. coaches, and all that. Mm-hmm. I get that all for that. But if a team cancels and they can make up the game, I think you should allow that to happen. As long as, it's, again, if they're following the COVID restriction that you set before, I think they should be allowed to play a different day, maybe not a Saturday, but just a maybe random day. You know, let them play football because that's what they want to do. They petitioned this that uh, we want to play football because this is what we love to do. So mm-hmm. I think Kevin Warren, as a commissioner, should allow that like other schools are doing because i think sec i think they've got some games they're going to make up i think tech well may have some games they're going to make up everyone's making these games up but big ten is just like no game got canceled oh well
0: yeah now you have some of the people you well as Dabo sweeney said now using covid as an excuse to cancel the game but that's not the reason they don't want to play where their players are injured. I have seen some reports where people are like, oh, this game was canceled because of injury and COVID. Games never got canceled because of injury before. And I don't agree with Dabo saying that, but I'm like, there was a point, too, as watching the Big Ten, I I'm like, oh, Maryland doesn't want to play.
1: <laughs> I said that jokingly, but yeah. I feel like Dabo actually meant
0: that. Oh, yeah, Dabo meant it. <laughs> he, he He's always due for a zinger, as they would Say, and also looking around the Big Ten, too, with Indiana being our toughest game and our is going to be our best win. Penn State's 0 and 5. No one saw that coming all year. I mean, that's and that's been a team that's beaten us a couple times in this 20 year span. So,
1: Penn State has given us their best game every year. Mm-hmm. They just look good every year this year. Mm-hmm. Man, I don't know what is going
0: on. They don't on have a quarterback. Them. That quarterback's not good. Clifford, he's not not good.
1: I mean, he was looking good last year.
0: Well, that was last year. It looks like he was figured out. When he played against us, the only reason he looked good is because we couldn't guard the wide receiver who had three touchdowns on us.
1: Yeah, we're not good at the deep ball.
0: They're 0-5. Michigan went to what? Double overtime? Triple overtime. Triple overtime against Rutgers. 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 Who are leading Michigan at the half. Yeah. So Michigan's not good, and that's Michigan's second win, yeah, of the year. They so yeah, they beat Minnesota, game. who also fools gold because last year Minnesota had one of their best seasons ever. Yep. could have went to the Big Ten title game, but they blew that. So and now they're they're not good. And then Wisconsin, who had their first game, looked great. Looked great. Took two weeks because of COVID. Came back, almost dropped 50 on Michigan. Looked great. Looked great. And then they lost to Northwestern. And if the season ended today, it'd be Ohio State versus Northwestern in the Big Ten title game.
1: Who? Northwestern is also undefeated. Who's undefeated <laughs> right now,
0: but we can't count on them to be undefeated by the time we play them. They'll probably lose a game or two.
1: I mean, I, I don't know. If they beat Wisconsin, I, they got, that's a ton of momentum right now. Oh,
0: absolutely. It's just... But then once you beat Wisconsin, do you have the signature your next game, you have the drop-off, and you lose? Right. We've been accustomed to that. Yep. So, and that's where the Big Ten's at right now. Like We're the only team that has a legit chance to make the playoff. Because I even feel like if, if Northwestern will win the Big Ten, they ain't getting in.
1: No. No,
0: they're not. They're getting not ranked in. high enough. No, they're not getting in. So that's where we're at in the Big Ten right now. We're halfway through. This is the week leading into Thanksgiving Ohio State is halfway through the season. We lost one game because of COVID. We're praying we don't lose any other games. We play Illinois this Saturday. Yes. And I think Vegas already came out. were 30-point favorites. So, and the, and the players know, and Brian Day has said it too, there's no room for error. We have to win every game to get what we want to get. And I want to go back to, you brought this up, Ohio State's secondary. Sean Wayne opted out and then opted back in. He was supposed to be the next man up in that lineage of top corner from Ohio State who could the Okudas yep. of the world, uh, Marcus Lattimore of the world, even shoot Eli Apple, who's that top 10 corner who gets drafted from, and you can go back to Malcolm Jenkins. Yeah who's a top-ten corner who gets drafted from Ohio State to the pros. And this year, he's, he's not been impressing me at the moment. I know he's talked about their winning, so it doesn't really matter. But our secondary, when I've seen competent wide receivers, have gotten torched this year. And that is only concerning, not in terms of Big Ten, but in terms of if we get to the national championship and we got to go get some Alabama wide receivers, and we know what they can do. That's concerning. What are you thinking about our secondary, and what are you seeing from them?
1: I'm not – so, again, like you said, when they go against top receivers, they are not looking good. Mm -mm. And it's concerning because, like you say, if we go to the playoffs, Trevor Lawrence, he's known to torch people. Mm -hmm. Um, Alabama's always known for torching people. Mm -hmm. like, against those teams, like – if we're not, ha- if we don't have a competent secondary, we're not going to win those games. No. And yesterday, like I said, our we looked embarrassed at, on our pass defense looked embarrassed. Our run mm-hmm. defense is doing excellent work. Mm-hmm. Our pass defense is not. Um, and I, if you know a guy, if you know a team is not running against you, why are you not blitzing them more? To. Mm-hmm. Put pressure on the quarterback who's like, torched you for 491 yards and five touchdowns. I've never seen an Ohio State defense get embarrassed like they did yesterday.
0: Oh, I don't know. Two years ago, we did give up 50 points to Maryland.
1: That is true. That is true. So, I guess uh, maybe it's just that one game of season where we're
0: just mm-hmm. like lapsing. But my thing, too, with Kerry Combs, he's the uh, coordinator for the corners and all that, and he works with them. With Fogle, seven receptions, 218. And I know we've said this repeatedly, but where's the double team? Exactly. Where's the guy shadowing him when he goes up top over you? There was literally times, and we were talking about this when we were watching Indiana earlier in the year. They just throw, They just throw it up. Yep. they're just like F it, 5 goes down there somewhere yep. and just toss it and I'm like, where's the double team, where's the coverage, why aren't we shifting coverage, if one guy has 218 receiving yards on you you would think you would double team him, get him out of the game you yep. think after like 150 you'd be like, okay, this is the only guy beating us he has three touchdowns, let's shift the defense towards him let's put a safety over top Let's give the corner some help. Let's tell the corner to back off so he can't run past him. But I felt like we just weren't adapting to this guy.
1: We were, weren't adapting at all yesterday. And that's very strange for Ohio State not to go in at the half and then come out with a scheme to do better. Mm-hmm. It was just, there were so many holes on that defense. I'm like, what is going
0: on? Yeah, it, it, it was, they really made... Penix Jr. Who's good, but that was more his coming out game because a lot of people haven't seen Indian on national television. Uh-huh. And they saw him, they saw Penix Jr., they saw Five Vogel. Now you, that could help those two get a high draft position going forward when they go to the draft. That could be a career game for them.
1: That definitely was a career game for them. Like they well, again, much respect to Indiana. They mm-hmm. play they fault for the beginning until the end.
0: And it's bad how we're saying there's still four games left. We still have Michigan at the end, and we're already like, yeah, Indiana's going to be our toughest game for the rest of the year. Like, we're not even – it's sad at the moment. We're nowhere near concerned about Michigan with their two wins. and Two and three. Yeah, two and three, and maybe they turn it around and get a winning record by the end of this, but...
1: They might. I mean, they are they started a new quarterback yesterday. He actually looked good. He got, he like, 240-some yards and four touchdowns. Mm-hmm. So he might be the answer and get them back on a winning record.
0: Yeah, they've already played Wisconsin got smoked. They already played Indiana and got smoked. They lost to Michigan State because Michigan State's wide receiver just had a field day on them. Yeah, which then, I
1: know, like, I'm not concerned with our offense. No. Our offense again. Justin Fields had a bad day yesterday. Hopefully that was one and done. Yeah, um, But our offense is looking good. Our run defense is looking good. It's just that secondary we just gotta work. I hope they work, work hard this week because man, that did not look good yesterday.
0: Oh yeah, and it's going to be talked about Monday. You'll have some people talking about they didn't have a fear of loss even though we were up by double digits and Indiana came storming back. And it was a one-score game. And they had the ball. Yes. It's just our defense made the plays that needed it to be made for us to win the game. So we haven't really had a... I was joking when I was watching the game with Mitch saying if this was reversed, if this was at Indiana with fans, or if this was the 7.30 night game, oh, we would have lost. Yes. Because they would have had too much momentum when they were coming back. That crowd would have been going freaking crazy
1: oh yeah
0: that's really all i that's really on man. do you have anything else you want to talk about with these buckeyes i mean we're halfway through now the mission is halfway done still got another half of football left barring any covid uh restrictions i know that bobby carpenter tweeted out how the big noon kickoff people were allowed to be at the stadium but parents no, 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 no. weren't.
1: Yeah, that, was, that, that
0: That's a little. That's, that's. I
1: saw that. I was like, that's strange. Mm-hmm. But, I, that yeah, they should have. But I guess I don't know how else you would broadcast it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so. Yeah, which it was just rough because here in Ohio, we got the stay-at-home advisory, and now fans can, and, and not parents. Well, first of all, parents were allowed to go to games. and uh-huh. Now we can't even do that, and that's. I always think about the seniors in those situations because yeah. you know, I'm hoping that. When it gets to like the senior day game, hoping we even have one, they let the parents at least walk with their kids. Oh yeah, yeah, I never
1: thought about that. Mhm. Wow. Strange uh, times. No, strange, um, strange, strange, strange times,
0: strange, time, strange year when you got Indiana in the top was in the top ten now top twelve. Yeah. Michigan nowhere to be found. Wisconsin blowing it.
1: Penn State nowhere to
0: be found. Penn State zero and five. I don't know if
1: James Franklin.
0: James, I, 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 he. This oof. is yeah. D- I don't think they get rid of him after this year because it's just this year and maybe you could be like oh I had a COVID year but
1: yeah. I feel like uh, they'll give an asterisk on this year like oh well you know it was COVID so we-
0: you know James Franklin he would have if he would have tried harder he might have been able to have a national title by now because he would have had Justin Fields remember Justin Fields committed right after we lost to them in 2016 to Penn State yes
1: Yes, he did. Just think
0: about how they always bring, Think about how things would have changed if Justin Fields would have went to Penn State.
1: Man, that true. means
0: we would be stuck with Tate Martell. Oh no. Mm-hmm. That's My what tape. you
1: got
0: Tate. I also do. Speaking of quarterbacks, uh, Ohio State did get the number two overall prospect yep, in the twenty twenty two. Yep. And the, he was the top number one quarterback.
1: Uh, we're always good at recruiting. I will mm-hmm. say that we do know how to recruit very good players mm-hmm. so i'm like never worried about how our next year is going to look i just want to know concern like how they're going to you know mesh well together but we always get it together
0: yeah my biggest thing with recruiting it's always hard because you see like there'll be the five-star person in high school and things like that and then when they get to ohio state they a don't perform well or they don't play at all Yeah. Because when you get to Ohio State, everyone's a five for four star when you get there. And then they're going at it at practice. So that's one of the things I I like to see him play. And we, I mean, Ryan Day has been recruiting since he got there. Ryan Day, man. He's going everywhere. He's going, taking people from Florida, taking people from Texas, California. He's just going in everyone's state, taking them. And they're seeing the development. Like, if you just think about his two. Quarterbacks that he's had, Dwayne Haskins was a top 20 pick in the NFL draft. Yes, he was. Justin Fields will be a top 20 pick. He's probably he's going to be the number two pick in the draft. He
1: may go before Trevor?
0: He, he may go before Trevor. There's talks, but safe bet is he'll go number two. Yes. So you had two top 15 quarterbacks in a row. That you coached, that is such a great recruitment tool. These other quarterbacks are like, oh, I want to come to Ohio State, and I know that we have the DBU. I, I like how Ohio State says they're just the BIA, the best in America, because they're just recruit- they're just getting everybody. They really are.
1: It's just amazing, just their recruiting, especially Ryan Day's second year the head coach. Mm-hmm. Just the players he's had, It's just oh, just does a great job. I'm very impressed with Ryan Day.
0: I know a lot of people made the joke about uh, did you see the hit that Justin Fields took where they were talking about that should have been a targeting, that would have been a targeting Yes!
1: I said the same thing If that was was Trevor
0: Lawrence, that would have been a targeting
1: I said the same thing to my brother yesterday I was like, well if that was Trevor Lawrence, that definitely would have have played, he would have been out the game
0: Yeah, that it should have been a targeting, but the only thing I can say is at least he didn't get hurt or a concussion, so we go from there, we play Illinois this Saturday, this Saturday, this Saturday we're a thirty-point favorite. Let's act like thirty-point favorites. Let's blow them out by thirty. Byron, you got anything else you want to say about this review halfway through the season?
1: Halfway through the season, there are opportunities on Justin Fields again. I hope this was just a one-off situation. Uh, just gets back to you know being with Justin Fields that we know he can be. No more three-interception games. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, our defense just works hard and I gets torched again cuz get torched in the playoffs that's
0: oh we're going to be out
1: not going to be good so i just need everyone to work hard again halfway through the season go out when these last four games show the world that we belong in the playoffs
0: you heard the captain show the world we belong in the playoffs and as buckeye fans you we're always watching the other games very carefully we're at a point in these past, especially urban, since the playoffs have started. We don't even compare ourselves to the Big Ten anymore. We're just like, how would we play against Clemson if we ha If Justin Fields has a three pick game against Clemson or Bama, we're getting blown out. Yes. So that's just why we're t- it's a concern. But as Byron said, we're just hoping it's one game. He'll probably come back this Saturday, throw six touchdowns, no picks, have two incompletions, and. Call it a day by halftime. So we will see. But that is all we have for this week's review of the Buckeyes and technically the halfway point of the season. Thank you, Byron, for being on. Always. The captain. Thank you guys all for listening to the L7C podcast. Continue to like, rate, comment, subscribe. Listen wherever you listen. And you guys have a great rest of your day. Take care.